0: I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to China Corner Office, a podcast produced in partnership with SUPChina featuring conversations with business leaders from around the world about the challenges and opportunities of doing business in China, the world's most dynamic economy. I'm Chris Marquis, a professor of business at Cornell, where I teach and research on this same topic. Every episode, we talk to an executive at a company doing business in China and explore what has led to their personal and business success and also some of the challenges they've encountered along the way. With geopolitical tensions between the US and China on the rise, understanding how business can compete in China is more important than ever. If you're interested in doing business in China, or are looking for insights to adjust your current business strategy, this is the show for you. Thanks for tuning in. Today we're talking to Larry Jong, Managing Partner at Qing Capital, a pioneering cleantech VC firm in China and globally. Larry is himself a pioneer in this space, having worked at Qing Capital for over 16 years, where he is involved in all aspects of the firm's business, including deal sourcing, execution, and portfolio management. Larry also holds a doctorate from the University of International Business and Economics in Beijing and is a Harvard Advanced Management Program alumni as well. Larry, welcome to China Corner Office. Thank
1: you, Chris. Thank you for
0: helping me. Great. Let me, you know, I want to dive in sort of starting back a little bit historically, because, you know, like I mentioned, I mean, you guys are such pioneers, you know, back when you got started, I think the idea of an environmental fund, clean tech fund, you know, was really very new and novel. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about how Ching Capital got started, how you got involved in the space and in the firm yourself, because really back in early 2000s, I mean, this was not something many leading investors were doing.
1: Yeah, you're right. And uh, also uh, fascinating to recall stories. Uh, we never believe it. It's already 20 years. So uh, two, two things that I think are very interesting. Uh, Team Capital was founded by um, uh, Donna Yi, who studied and worked in U.S. for Silicon Valley for over 20 years, uh, roughly before 2000. And uh, at that time, there's a uh, there was a, a, a group visit from Tsinghua University in China visiting Silicon Valley. I think there was a very interesting uh, discussion dialogue between him and also the visiting experts. So uh, he decided to come back uh, to start his own business, and uh, together working together with Tsinghua University, particularly the Tsinghua uh, School of envir- envir- uh, Environment. And uh, that's the start of the uh, 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 Team Capital platform, personally, myself. And I, uh, after graduation, I worked in, uh, my first work was a telecommunication company. It's technology driven for the 3G uh, technology product development, and uh, it was uh, VC-backed. Uh, uh, I had a lot of a very good t- opportunity to discuss with uh, the VC guys sitting on the board of that company and uh, you, you know that's the beginning of my uh, interest in VC. Uh, and also you, you know at that time the uh, uh, most of the VCS are the technology IT uh, internet focused and uh, but you know, they, they uh, around two thousand uh, coming to the new uh, century. They with development in China economy, and also the pollution growing uh, uh, very serious. Uh, something easy to see identi- and identify is the uh, air pollution. Uh, air pollution serious. So sandstorm is one of the phenomenon, and as and also I uh, we believe. With the development of China economy, the government or the nation is more of a, uh, ready to uh, expand uh, more uh, uh, resources and its money expenditure to uh, promote the uh, environment uh, sector. So I think that's some of the backstory, uh, background story of this uh, start of the Qing capital and also start my career, and most importantly. Uh, Qing Capital can start this uh, VC investment in this tech area. One of the key reasons is uh, we found the uh, group of uh, LPs uh, which which were willing to support us, uh, including the um, uh, development banks, national development banks, and also international development banks, family offices, and also multinational companies. Uh, we can uh, touch upon this interesting uh, point uh, later on.
0: Yeah, ve- very interesting. And, you know, you're very modest, I think, in in describing. I mean, it seems sort of obvious now, but, you know, who would have thought like 20 years later, President Xi is saying China is going to be carbon neutral and, you know, fifth-year plans, last few are so focused on, you know, new energy and the environment. Um, yeah, but I'd, I'd love to hear, uh, you know, how you helped actually almost build this field in some way in, in China. And, and you mentioned the LPs, and I would like to, like you said, get to the, them in a bit. But I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit first about the companies that you were identifying and wanting to invest in. You know, how did you sort of source your deals and convince them that you know, clean tech was, it was a viable area to focus on? Yeah, it's an
1: interesting topic. I think uh, yeah, when the fund established, or with establishment of the fund, we um, have conducted uh, the um, uh, due diligence, uh, meetings, entrepreneurs, and uh, uh, help meetings, uh, attend uh, seminars with the uh, within this sector. You know, the China's um, so called clean tech. Uh, at that time, there was no clean tech word. Uh, uh, just after 2000, 2001, 2002, there's a only environment uh, sector or the, environment, the uh, energy efficiency sector. And then later on, we, have the, we had the renewable energy sector. So at the very beginning, so our fund is called uh, China Environment Fund, uh, 2002, which means the fund focused on, uh, uh, purely focused on environment protection sector and uh, the vintage year is 2002 and uh, y- you know at the early uh, uh years of the of the fine investment i think we were uh pushed by the entrepreneurs in this sector you know uh at that time the environment sector was very uh how to say was very shabby the entrepreneurs are not dressed in the blue suit. They don't speak English. Their offices were uh, in uh, small uh, buildings, uh, very remote areas from the downtown, from the, uh, the, the business center. But they, uh, are, uh, they were uh, intending to solve the environment problems uh, to uh, address the pollution issues so uh, I think that was so fascinating. And uh, the, at that time, also, they were very eager to meet uh, investors. Uh, you know, seldomly there's no uh, social capital who are willing to support them, yeah. The only s- resource is government, okay, from the budget, from the government pr- uh, procurement, and uh, there's no, uh, the, the, the lack. Elect- the sufficient capital to support their business. You know, the, the, all these entrepreneurs, they are very uh, aggressive, ambitious to grow the environment sector because they are experts. They know how um, backward, and uh, uh, they know the potential of the industry at that time. They know the urgency, they can feel the uh, uh, urgency. Uh, the, uh, we can uh, understand the eagerness, And also in this process, we learned a lot from the entrepreneurs. Uh, At that time, there was uh, uh, only a number of investors who were willing to meet them to visit the uh, uh, environment technology companies or uh, operation companies. So we have plenty of time to discuss technology, business model, or most importantly, the policy trends the government uh, uh, ambition and the potential of this market. So we have a lot of time, multiple meetings. During this process, I think we, we understand each other. See firms, entrepreneurs understand, so why these guys are willing to do investment in these areas, are they uh, serious? And uh, we also learn, pick up knowledge, become the, uh, the, uh, the uh, market practice, uh, understand deeply, the uh, risks and also the uh, 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 return, also the the needs of this uh, environment, environment uh, companies. I think that that uh, areas that that time at that time is a very uh, uh, memorable history. Even though uh, right now, uh, twenty years past, uh, Sometimes we uh, still keep uh, a regular contact. With the entrepreneurs early stage early years, and some of the companies are already very big and uh, public companies so the um, their chairman CEOs uh, we still sometimes we still have phone calls, we meet over VChat, sometimes we meet when we travel, we just pick up a cup of tea. there's no business already we are on different <laughs> business tracks they are so big yeah. <laughs> So it's very a uh, 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 good friendship uh, during these uh, uh, that years of uh, uh, learn from each other, multiple meet, uh, uh, meetings. Even though there's there was no business, uh, uh, we 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 don't invest in them.
0: Do, do you have any sort of case studies of or examples of companies where you engaged with very early on, learned from, maybe invested, and then you know they grew?
1: Yeah, I can share. So one thing we. Didn't invest, okay? There's a, yeah. uh, y- you know, um, there's a public company in China, in Chinese called Xianhe Environment Protection. The company's doing the uh, air pollution testing, okay? They have a special technology. You know, the group of uh, engineers uh, uh, originating originated from a uh, uh, state-owned um, uh, research institute based in Hebei province. It's very close to my hometown. Okay. So we talk a lot of, uh, talk a lot of things, uh, the tea, the, uh, hometown, uh, food, uh, study, graduation, college, and of course, environment pollution. You, you know, uh, around 2005 and six, uh, with the boom of the air pollution control. So the, uh, inspection, and also monitoring is a must. So there's a, uh, there was a boom, uh, a strong demand for this equipment. So Xianhe was one of the companies uh, pioneers which can do this right at that time. A lot of demand, and uh, but you you know engineers are um, uh, uh, not very good at uh, management and also to mm-hmm. organize fundraising and uh, so a lot of uh, uh, investors uh, money lenders uh, came to them okay so i still remember uh we talked uh, uh a number of times i visit that company i invited uh, the founder to meet uh, me mr lee also mr lee oh mr lee is also the chairman of this company and uh uh, I think is uh, the the conversation was very good, but we at that time we have only uh, uh, U.S. fund. Okay, we don't have money uh, RMB uh, funds available. So other guys from the security companies, uh, IB banks, or just uh, some money lenders, just write a check to them. Okay, we we don't need any DOD. We just give you a check. Give me your your phone, your uh, bank account uh, details. I can just. Uh, why are you 10,000 million? Okay. You, 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 then you can give me sign something, a receipt. That's okay. Yeah. We, we can talk later. Yeah. How to, uh, what are the key terms, uh, expectations? So it's also very, uh, uh, you know, that guy, Mr. Lee, is also very, um, nervous. Uh, uh how can, uh, uh, I handle this? He, he asked me these questions. So I, I say okay, yeah, it's it's good for you. That, that's recognition for the market, from the from the capital market. And but that time we don't have um, RMB available. It's a it's a pity. And uh, we also sign a term sheet to lock. Trying from my from myself trying to lock some opportunity of if you want to raise another round. And uh, in addition to this, uh, uh, borrowing and uh, we are on the first uh, priority uh, that's okay but you know after that period of time they, they studied the IPO process well it's a pity for our investment but you know uh, from personal aspect we have a, a very good uh, friendship uh, regularly um, we uh, talk to each other I think it's uh, uh, I, I learned um, pick up quite a number of knowledge from him to learn the very um uh, uh, infield uh, the uh, practical uh, practice uh, at that time uh, from this complex from the firms okay these were quite interesting
0: yeah that's 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 a really great story and how you know really in these early days of of uh, of a new field I mean People working together and collaborating and, and becoming friends. And even if they don't become business partners, still, you know, everyone's really benefiting because knowledge is spreading. In describing the, you know, the investors that were really after Mr. Li, it sounded, you know, very informal and, you know, very casual almost. And I'm wondering, is that a reflection of the time period it being sort of very early in venture investment in China? Or is there still a lot of sort of more informal investment going on today?
1: I think there is still such phenomenon. I see a number of things from this phenomenon. So some firms like us, it's um, uh, regulated, uh, it's a, a very well organized. Uh, there is an internal control investment process and also compliance. We have three uh, duty, uh, formal duty process. Uh, one is the uh, the so called environment, uh, the uh, ESG audit. And of course, we have legal audit, we have the uh, uh, financial duty, uh, uh, of course. But some other firms, I think, is uh, maybe some uh, individuals, wealthy individuals, or some privately owned companies, they strongly believe something, believe in something, believe in. Uh, somebody, some entrepreneurs. So their DOD process was more of uh, based on the trust, based on their own judgment. Uh, they don't have to report to their internal uh, compliance because it's individually, privately owned. There's only one boss. Uh, I think at that time or even though right now uh, even right now we have such uh, we, came, we came across such Investors of such background, but that's 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 also okay. But you know, for uh, Chin Capital, I think the things we can pick up is we play a professional, and uh, we have to go through the um, the um, uh, necessary process. Even though we have full trust, uh, full positive judgment uh, to what this a specific investment. We have go through this because we have a group of LPs, we have internal process requirements. And, uh, uh, but the the things we most cherish is we are theme investment. We uh, cherish the uh, sustainability, we cherish the clean tech, which is doing good, uh, uh, by uh, doing well by doing good. And we have to follow something, follow the principles. And uh, we also, Enjoy the communication the process with the entrepreneurs uh, we I think we respect each other uh, that's the the play from uh team capital uh, maybe sometimes it's a kind of uh uh opportunity loss because you cannot do very quick very careful decision but it's th- that's not our our cup of tea <laughs> we play professional okay right. yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm sure, you know, yeah, I mean, I think, given the size of the market, I think everything can sort itself out. I'm sure that the, you know, depth of expertise that you bring, actually, um, you know, is an asset to a lot of companies. So a lot of companies might say, okay, it's a more rigorous, longer process, but actually, in the end, we get, you know, much more... Expertise from our from the VC, so I think that's yeah. There's probably pros and cons from the investor or excuse me from the company sides. I, I I'd love to hear. You mentioned you know sort of obviously the you know the core theme is clean tech. Are there any sort of segments within that that you have particular specialties in?
1: Yeah, it's a very good question. So clean tech, um, I would say, based in in China, uh, mainly focus on. China-originated companies, even though we can do also do investment in Silicon Valley, in Canada, and also in Israel. And also we have interest to, to look at deals from Europe. But of course, 80% of the company's portfolios, our interest are basing uh, from uh, China. Um, you know, uh, look back uh, the last 20 years. So uh, when we started, uh, there's only environment protection. Uh, we have to t- address the pollution issue, and also to um, uh, tackle the uh, uh, the China's uh, five-year plan. Uh, I think maybe the one, uh, the tenth five-year plan, eleventh five-year plan at that time, and uh, th- that was very ambitious uh, 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 plan, a vision from the government. Um, and later on, we have the uh, we had the uh, in, uh, energy efficiency, and then around 2008, uh, the renewable energy, including wind, solar, and also hydro, biomass, uh, uh, emerged and also growing uh, very fast. And then I think it's around the 2010, we have energy uh, storage, and uh, uh, the uh, uh, EV. Uh, technology and also sector and uh, from the uh, electric uh, battery, electric vehicles and also I, I, I think even the hydro later on. Uh, hydropower, hydro power, uh, hydro battery uh, powering the vehicles. So a uh, smart technology uh, later on and uh, within the different uh, stage there's a, a the, the uh, we see different uh, development, uh, new development of new uh, uh, sectors subsectors. So our fund, uh, the focus our fund, different funds are evolving. So currently we have four funds uh, established. Uh, we are uh, setting up the fifth fund uh, under uh, team Capital Management. The uh, the first fund. Uh, second fund, quite close, two thousand two and two thousand four vintage years, so mainly based on the environment protection and also energy efficiency sectors, and then the third fund, vintage year two thousand seven uh, uh, actually literally two thousand eight, its uh, main theme uh, of that fund is renewable energy: it's wind, solar, biomass. Um, uh, uh, um, the uh, most majority of p- portfolios. And then the fourth fund, covers a wider range, including the smart technology, energy resources, energy, uh, the uh, smart technology and also energy uh, storage. And also uh, a main part is the EV technology. And uh, uh, within this uh, fund, we deployed, uh, invested in uh, IoT and also the uh, smart chips, and uh, artificial intelligence so we see this is the right angle to uh, address the uh, sustainable uh, sustainability issue uh, to uh, achieve the sustainability a sustainable development so uh that's so within the development of s- s- uh, different sectors different um, uh, uh, industries within this uh, clean tech so we just uh, adjust the uh, focus of our different funds, so uh, uh, that's a practical way uh, because we have to uh, anyway we have to um, uh, see the return of the uh, financial return of the funds uh, because our fund our uh, LPs even though they are uh, no matter it's financial offices it's a uh, uh, long time uh, old money from prestigious family offices. Are the multinationals? They have a uh, a very uh, well organized uh, uh, visions to uh, support uh, Qing Capital as a main hub to screen the um, uh, technology in China, new technology, business opportunity, or the development banks. But anyway, they have a financial driven uh, very uh, seriously. Very, um, it says there is a bottom line (laughs) from the we have to. Uh, make, make make sure it's uh, successful, okay? But, but you, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a new bird. to add one point. Uh, the theme investment, in addition to uh, uh, look for, to seek the financial returns, you have more of uh, 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 requirements from ESG. That means you have to bear additional uh, resources, additional cost and expenses to do this. To implement, to uh, the implement due diligence and also to implement your monitoring process after the uh, investment in your uh, portfolio management uh, uh, process. So even though sometimes to uh, the uh, portfolio companies they have to spare some extra uh, resources and uh, expenses to do this. It's a uh, uh, from this point. It's uh, additional costs and expenses. But on the other hand, uh, to address this, we try to um, mobilize the uh, network, the experts, the resources we have uh, from our LPs, from our uh, expertise to help our portfolio companies. Uh, I can give you an example to, to elaborate on this. So we have a portfolio company uh, which is doing the recycle, uh, recycling the plastics. Okay, uh, and uh, their product is to uh, reuse this uh, uh, the uh, plastics to produce the fibers, which can be used in products like the some bags, some uh, uh, umbrella, which is quite popular uh, the, uh, in some um, um, chain store market. For example, IKEA. Okay, IKEA likes their products. IKEA uh, procure, uh, purchase uh, the uh, uh, products from their from their customers. That means our portfolio uh, produce the main material, the raw material, and their direct customers produce the uh, the the uh, umbrellas, bags, plastic bags, which is very colorful. Okay. And uh, Ikea has such mandate to promote carbon emission, to promote uh, the uh, uh, recycling, uh, the, the, uh, the theme. They like their products. Okay, But they have a very strict uh, ESG audit. They have audit their supplier, the suppliers of supplier. So uh, when they do the audit, uh, before that, we, we know this. So we. Uh, Uh, Introduced uh, one of our resources, which is a a ESG uh, uh, consulting firm. Uh, We have a a long-term relationship. That firm, uh, institution firm, consulting firm, helps us to do the uh, uh, audit and also help our uh, portfolio companies to do the monitor uh, regularly monitor their uh, performance, ESG performance. So we engage help this company engage this consulting firm to streamline the internal process, to uh, 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 set up, actually they have the common practice, but they have to make it clear. They have to put it on the paper and uh, to um, uh, uh, streamline that internal process, the uh, 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 internal regulations. And uh, so after uh, upon the uh, ICA audit, that's easier and also more of a, a convenient for the auditors, and they pass this uh, audit from IKEA. So uh, I think it's a it, it, it's a kind of a, a compliance when they do MNC companies doing their internal supply chain ESG audit. Uh, I think that's a a very uh, effective help this portfolio. It's it's not very big. Their annual uh, revenue is only uh, uh, 500 million RMB. Uh, compared with uh, other ITs suppliers, there's no uh, very uh, other advantages, but the ESG angle is a help uh, uh, for them, the, the uh, successful security deal, security long uh, relationship. And uh, uh, also their uh, entrepreneur and also one of our uh, um, uh, Chin Capital's representative also, as a board member, were invited to attend, uh, a global meeting, supplier meeting, ESG, uh, uh the, uh, uh, angle. I, I think it's quite, uh, recognition for this for this firm. Yeah,
0: no that's re- really interesting. I mean, I was thinking a, a bit about, you know, some of the government reasons why companies are getting more involved in this, but you know, as you know, I'm seeing here in the US, there is such pressure on companies now for ESG reporting and this, and not just sort of like the scope one or two, you know, sort of their emissions, but, you know, what is known as the scope three emissions, which is actually, you know, through the supply chain. And so I can imagine, you know, Ikea is known as a really pioneer in that. I can imagine that in the coming years, there's going to be a lot more attention on those issues in supply chains. And so you guys seem to be, you know, very well suited for that. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about the ESG measurement and management. I, you know, the, it's interesting the way you portrayed it. You know, it's very—it's obviously a cost to the firm. I mean, you have to, you know, have processes in place. You have to collect data. you I mean, I'm it, sure it's a very involved process for, for many of the firms. Uh, and then the sort of the main offset would be maybe networks. You know, that they can connect into some of these. You know, particularly through you know the networks that you developed. Uh, you, you probably know the investor Larry Fink in the United States, so the CEO and chair of BlackRock, who he, every year he's been writing these letters encouraging the companies that he invite, invests in to be more sustainable, to report more on ESG. Uh, the way he describes it is very much that it's a long-term risk management tool and and an indicator of good management quality, and he thinks suggests that those reasons sort of offset uh, the cost. I'm curious, you know, if you find that as well, that maybe, you know, the companies that you invest in because of going through this process, they're, I don't know, more resilient, you know, less prone to have big risks. Uh, yeah, I'm curious those benefits of the ESG management. Yeah,
1: and uh, you know, to, to China firms, uh, chain Capital experience, I think is a uh, uh, the ESG. I think it's three three things. We see three things during our practice to implement this and also to monitor this. Implementing this means doing the duty and the investment. We have to push the entrepreneurs to write down paper, black and white, in their LPA, in, in their SPA, shareholders agreement, these ESG schemes, these obligation to them. And then we have to... Uh, uh, Take efforts to make sure it will be implemented and it will be monitored uh, annually. Okay, But this is based on Team Capital's expenses. We hire the uh, consulting firm to help them to go through this compliance, which is a uh, uh, screening of the potential risks. I think it's, it's, it's a benefit to the company, and the company should be happy to. Uh, address to receive the consulting firm's visit, go through the details, it's helpful to them. And number three, it's uh, a value added because the uh, sustainability driven, is a mandate from the governments of uh, of the world. We see, but you know, different stages, different progress from different continent, different companies. And China's maybe, we know China quite well. China's maybe more, more of a aggressive. President Xi just newly announced 2013, 2030, the carbon peak emission. We Before that, we reached uh, at the peak of the carbon emission. And at 2060, so it's carbon neutrality. So I, I think it's quite, quite aggressive. We have a long, lot of, uh, there's a lot, a lot of uh, challenges, a lot of work to do, which, which is, you know, have, it's a good thing for the uh, for the clean tech companies, okay? And, uh, so, so, you know, it's a, there will be a very strong demand. It's a mandate. Mandate means a strong demand for clean tech products, clean tech uh, services, so for, the, Take the example I just said. So without the ESG angle, without the recycling products, they cannot go into this IKEA supply chain. Uh, It's a a very reputable clients. It's not only talk about the price, talk about the expenses. They recognize your um, uh, ESG efforts, your professional, your uh, 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 socially responsible, uh, efforts and, uh, expenditures. They, they just respect this expenditure. They, they give you this, uh, uh, return for your ESG, uh, uh achievement. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's also, uh, uh for this clean tech companies or sustainable driven companies. It's, uh, we see more and more market for them purely for this, uh, clean tech products and services. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's also very, very good for them. Uh, I think that's a value for uh, firms, VC firms like us. We can bring this. We are, um, we know this quite well. We know this, uh, we are quite well connected with resources and uh,
0: we can help them to go quickly into this um, uh, ecosystem. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you, you talked a little bit about like some of the early companies and how you know you know the the different sectors have matured. I'd love to hear a little bit about the how the investors have changed over time. I think you mentioned initially it was like development banks, maybe family offices. You know, how, you know, compared to early days, you know, when you got started to now, you know, what are some of the different trends in the types of investors and what their interests are?
1: Um, I, I think it's. Um is quite uh, obvious, uh, maybe uh, two things. One is if the investors, LPs, so we see LPs, Yeah, compared with uh, VC as investors or, or, or fund as investors. Right, yeah, uh, I mean our, the LPs, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah right. The funds, uh, investors, LPs. LPs, um, there's uh, maybe two groups. One group is uh, they just talk about uh, with a strong uh, client-tech mandate, uh, they have, uh, we have the, uh, uh, development banks, I- ADB, IFC, FMO, um, EDC from Canada, and also the JBIC from Japan, of course, China's, uh, uh, national development banks, okay, and also multinational national companies, family offices. Uh, they, take an example, the development banks, they intend to, identify some first-time or second-time team and fund to support in uh, designated territories. For example, uh, 10 years ago, they see China as a, as one of their target territory to uh, identify the right team or uh, fund to, to support them to have their fund, first fund, uh, second fund, to do the ESG investment to promote this uh, theme. And then they identify the Southeast Asia, Thailand, the Vietnam, Indonesia as their primary uh, target territory to do this. And then Africa, they trying to do this, but it's not easy. But anyway, China is right now, is not their primary target to do the fund investment to promote clean or sustainability so that, that that's one change so uh, for us we have to uh, uh, push ourselves to go through this process to graduate from the primary stage from the secondary school and then to college and then we can we will be able to uh, uh, to face the more uh, 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 restrict challenges, financial challenges, or financial expectations, return expectations from the wider range of LP base. For example, the endowment fund, the typical financial institutions. You know, typical financial fund or FOFs, they have definitely have a, a clear mandate to deploy a portion of their funds into the cleantech investment or sustainability investment, but they have a more of a strict financial return requirement. So we have to push ourselves to grow to a stronger uh, stage, to a to a better stage, and uh, then we can address their uh, financial return expectations. Uh, that's the way we grow uh, uh, Chin Capital's fund investment fund development. And, uh, you know, some of the funds are unable to grow themselves into the second stage. They can only uh, face the uh, ADB, IFC, the, uh, 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 the, some of the uh, uh, family offices which have a clear, or which have a, uh, only the uh, ESG investment mandate. Maybe they are not able to face a more wider LP uh, range because they are very picky on the uh, financial return investment. You can do uh, the ESG. You have ESG uh, angle. That's good. It's a plus, uh, but it's not enough. Okay, uh, you have to um, pass their uh, financial return threshold. Okay, so um, it's um, it's also we have to grow ourselves. Okay, uh, it's same example, similar example. Uh, We can compare this process with some of our companies we see uh, for the uh, environment sector, okay? Some of the environment sectors at first stage, their main uh, revenue coming from government procurement. Uh, It's a big market. It's only the number one clients, it's government, local government. But gradually they have to diversify their their revenue into more of multiple uh, uh, business firms and their main clients. Um, otherwise, there will be risk. Okay, they the they reach a stage; it's it's not easy for them to grow bigger. Yeah, uh, we see such companies. They there's a bottleneck for them. They they have to go over overthrow. For our fund investment, uh, the same thing, yeah, same thing, same uh, methodology. Okay.
0: Yeah, very interesting. Sort of, I I have one sort of final question. It's sort of you know looking into the future a bit. I mean, it's you know the sector has been. Growing like crazy since you've been involved over the past twenty years, and there's indications that even the rate of growth may be even faster in the future. Given you mentioned, you know, recent, you know, the President Xi and the twenty sixty carbon neutral, twenty thirty peak carbon, and I think even in the U.S. Uh, and, and globally and in Europe as you know, investors and others are really wanting companies to report on their scope three emissions. And so that suggests through the supply chains, there'll be a lot of focus, you know, really suggests that we're just going to be, you know, this sector is going to be growing tremendously over in the coming decades. And you mentioned you're going to be, you know, having a fifth fifth fund too. I'm curious, you know, as you think about your fifth fund and how the market may change, what are some of the key areas that you think that uh, that will be really hot?
1: You know, there's, to, we see there's two main drivers behind this sustainability or clean tech. Right now, we, we use more of uh, uh, sustainability. So one is a uh, innovation, it's always innovation, technology innovation, and the other one is uh, government and regulation. Okay, that's mandate, that's long-term vision from uh, big companies from. Uh, 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 government leaders of the world. So the first one is innovation. It's, uh, I think it's quite familiar to VC firms. And also VCs are quite experienced to identify innovation uh, areas or innovation opportunities. And we know how to identify, how to support, how to monitor, how to grow this innovation technology to a successful business model. That's uh, uh, no matter it's a uh, uh, sustainable sustainability VC or the general VCs. That's one area. We of course we have to keep a close eye on this. It's sustainable innovation technology is a key factor behind it, all this map trend, and uh, we are happy to see this uh, innovation technology behind the uh, energy behind the transportation, behind our uh, smart city, behind the uh, uh, everything, okay, the smart homes. Uh, we see uh, in these areas, we are no difference with the general uh, VC fund, okay, uh, one of them. And the other one is the uh, government regulation, okay. Uh, uh, in many, many aspects of the uh, uh, sustainability, the environment, the uh, uh, social responsibility, uh, responsible areas. The main driver is the policy and also the government regulation. Uh, they create which create the market demand. Uh, either the government issue the check, or they push the uh, companies, big companies, to uh, 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 to buy the. The, uh, uh, the the services okay um, and in the two uh, situations uh, they create the market they are the buyers behind this the main driving force is the regulation so we are uh, we have to take the take right of this this trend we, you know if we do more aggressive it's a little bit uh, 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 ahead of this uh uh, government regulation, there will be a cost, there will be loss for us. Our helpers will not be happy. So we have to be take the right time, the right opportunity. And there's a, a government promotion. There's a new regulation. Uh, the mandate is there, and uh, the the uh, government also big companies are looking for uh, mm-hmm. carbon emission, uh, looking for opportunities, and then we have to make sure our companies, we have to identify such opportunities, which is just the right time to meet their um, uh, demand. I think you you can also say it's a opportunistic play behind the sustainability driven investment. So we have to uh, make sure uh, we do successful investment, we do practical investment, we have to, uh, Serve our LP and also the 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 firm's investment. We 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 invest it.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I'm sure particularly. Yeah, for your dollar-oriented funds, I mean the international investors, you know, to get your expertise not just in clean tech, but also the nuanced understanding of the government regulations and how they're changing. You know, how different localities might have different programs. I mean, is hugely a hugely valuable service that you provide that might be different than many other you know non-Chinese VC firms, uh, for instance. So that's that's really uh, interesting, <laughs> yeah. Larry. Thank you. Great. Well, uh, just want to take a second to thank you so much for being on our show, China Corner Office. I really enjoyed learning about you know the evolution of the clean tech industry. I think particularly you know the ESG processes uh, are tremendously valued both for the companies, uh, you know, internal processes, but then also as you mentioned, sort of being able to attract new and interesting clients. So, so I learned a lot. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Chris. I also enjoy this uh, discussion with you about the ESG investment in China. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us on China Corner Office. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Marquis, Kaiser Guo, and Jason McRonald. Did you enjoy the show? If so, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know your thoughts. And don't forget to subscribe to the feed for alerts when new episodes are published. See you soon.